0: Both products are available now at Advanced Auto Parts, AutoZone, and select Walmart locations. Visit 303radio.com for more information. Every search you make, every click you take, they'll be watching you. Are you tired of being tracked online? There's a simple solution. DuckDuckGo. It's an all-in-one privacy app with a built-in private search engine, web browser, one-click data clearing, email protection, and more. All for free. Download the app today and get the most comprehensive privacy protection with the push of a button. DuckDuckGo. Privacy simplified.
1: Bradfo Show. That's my open? That's what they used to call me, Swivel hit Bradford. That's my open. I'm okay. waiting for you to so justify what? your stupid opinion. Bradfo Show. That's delicious. We're back. We're back after a long hiatus on the Brad Foe Show. I promised that we would not go dormant for too, too long. And that is exactly what is happening because we are back and we're back big the second preeminent Raphael Devers podcast. Once again, we turn to the guy who not only helped sign him but nurtured him all the way up to the major leagues. That is Eddie Romero, assistant general manager of the Red Sox, talks at length about all the decisions that went into calling up the guy that everyone's turned their focus to, Raphael Devers, why they thought he was ready for the major leagues, when they thought he was ready for the major leagues, how he is defensively, how he compares to Yohan Moncada, all of it. Eddie had, was good the first time he came on the podcast talking about Devers earlier this year, and he's just as good this time. This is the buzz of the town right now in terms of baseball. Rafael Devers, and no one's better to talk about it than Eddie Romero on the Bradfoe Show. Eddie Romero back. He's used his free T-shirt for a sham wow on his car, the Ad Bradford T-shirt, and uh, which I don't mind. That's my demographic, and and he liked it so much. He, he, his car need to be clean again, so he's back on the podcast for good reason. Though Eddie, the guy that we talked about last last time you were on, is now our major leaguer, Rafael Devers. So welcome back.
2: Thanks. Thanks again for uh, for having me in for uh, for the next
1: shirt. <laughs> Um, so obviously, you know, we talked before about the progression of Raphael and, and one of the things that you had said at the time and, and came to fruition was he was going to have to have a stop in AAA. Now that stop only lasted nine games. The first question I would, I guess I would ask is how important was that stop in terms of the evaluation?
2: You know, I think uh, I think it it definitely played in. It definitely made us feel better about the decision to to call him up. Um, now, you know, given the fact of that he went over there, he assimilated himself um, very quickly. Was not intimidated or uncomfortable in any way, and uh, and made a lot of quick adjustments in terms of you know uh, his performance. Uh, he went up there and hit right off the bat. Uh, also made several defensive plays that were. Were, uh, were above average, according to our staff and, and what our evaluators saw down there, and um, and I mean we we know that he, he did make some errors while he was down there, but again, you know he he did make a, as Dave mentioned, he made some very good plays as well. So I think uh, he, there was no there was no not not much of a learning curve for him. You know he um, he made the adjustments very quickly. He performed well. He showed the ability to. To continue to drive the ball and drive the ball the other way, he showed pitch recognition, and uh, so I think you know he, he just it just made us more comfortable that despite it being a, a shorter look, he uh, he continued to exceed.
1: So what was if there was one thing if there was one thing when you said we have to check this off, what what would it be?
2: From his from from that standpoint, yeah, right? I think so. I, I think more than anything it was just con- um, continuing his to to. Not getting out of his approach, I guess is the best way to say. It. You know just wanting him to see continue to continue the, the progression that he's had in, the, in, in his overall approach, his offensive approach this year. you know I think uh, the numbers would, would indicate, and, and also what's seen with the naked eye is that he's done a better job of controlling the strike zone and realizing what kind of hitter he's, he's becoming in terms of like what pitches he can handle, what pitches to lay off, how pitchers are attacking him, getting into good counts. And he continued that you know with a higher level in AAA, and uh he never got out of that, so I think that was just a checkoff and again, despite it being a short look he he managed to excel in that and um you know that was just you know kind of further convinced us that he we think he'd be ready
1: and when we talk about we all did stories yesterday, and a lot of them revolved around well, you had the twenty year old Xander Bogarts, you had the twenty year old Joan Mancada when he's called up. And I know that um, Carlos Fablos, I think you talked to Alex Speer about this, about feeling that maybe Rafael, even though he was the same age as Joan, was a little more advanced in some important aspects of the game. And, and I don't want to say that Joan wasn't ready. I mean, obviously, you guys felt he was ready when you called him up. But what were some of those things that maybe. And, and you said that it wasn't so much about learning from Joan Mancada because they're two different guys. But what was something that maybe separated uh, the two when we're com- comparing them?
2: Well, I think for one, I, you know, Rafi has been with us for a while. Like Rafi signed, you know, with us when he was 16 years old. And he's he had, you know, the, the Red Sox kind of way of, of um, offense approach, you know, everything that our player development staff uh, teaches, kind of ingrained in him from, from an early age, while Johan, you know, signing at 19 and then having, you know, sending, being sent to more advanced levels early on in his career, you know, I think that there's just a, there's a learning curve for, for the time that you really get to know the way that, you know, we attack pitchers and our, kind of our mental, um, our mental progressions, and our mental keys for our hitters when they're, when they're at the plate. And I think, you know, Rafi just had a better, a better base for that, given that he had been around longer. He'd been around that longer. He had heard our term, our terminology, and uh, kind of the way that we we preach uh, hitting and approach and selective aggression and you know. So I think that you know, I, um, Moncada, given the physical attributes, was pushed a little bit more advanced, and given that he had played you know a lot more on the international level and was obviously a few years older. But Rafi did have that advantage of. Being ingrained in it from an early age, you know he was in he was in kind of the Red Sox school of offense for uh, you know a few more years than than Moncada was.
1: You know, one of the quotes that, that Dave Dombrowski had after the game when he announced that Devers was going to be called up that, that jumped out at me was saying something to the effect of, "This was the best op. This was going to be our best option." And that's obviously weighing in um, the cost of getting another third baseman. That's that's weighing in Devers' progression. When did, in your mind, when did that sort of become evident that this was the way that it was going to be trending in terms of how you're going to address the third base spot?
2: Um, well, you know, I think Dave would probably have the best answer for that since he's been the one who's been most on the phones and, and has got the best feel for the market. But I think overall in our discussions, it was uh, just seeing that the price has been prohibitive, you know, and, and that's something that we wanted to do in terms of addressing uh, that area of need and having, you know, this this uh, in-house option that, you know, we're, we're excited about, um, I think makes it that much easier.
1: Along those lines, when did you start getting the feel – um, knowing Devers as long as you 've known him, and then obviously tracking him through this year, when did you start get the feel and maybe this was when he was in double a that this was going to be a potential reality that you 're going to be sitting there on july twenty third and he was going to be at least in the organization 's eyes ready for this step
2: i think um given the the start that he got off to this year, uh, you know he had several goals in the off season that he wanted to 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 reach you know in in terms of playing some winter ball and and working on a couple things and I think he went into the off season he did those he came early to spring training he reported to the Dominican academy he reported to to spring training early and um and from there you know he I think he saw some of the results of what he did in the off season pretty early on and felt felt good about himself felt confident and he, he should have because he worked hard this off season on those on a few of those goals and I think um it was pretty evident going into the beginning of the season when he got off. You know, it's always tough for a, for a young player, especially someone from a warm weather climate like Rafi is, to adapt to, you know, the the <laughs> the winterish effects of baseball, you know, being played early on in, in Portland. And, you know, I, last year he got off to a rough start and, and he paddled his way back. And the fact that he got off to a, to a good start this year, uh, I think really opened his eyes up. And, and obviously, you know, we saw – from our coordinators, and from hearing Ben Crockett and other evaluators at Psalm, were uh, were very positive about both his his progression on the offensive and defensive side, and uh, and in refining that approach. And I think uh, you know once with the success, the fact that the power was showing it, the power was showing itself more regularly than it had in the past. Uh, those are just a few indicators that hopefully. You know, this guy would be able to
1: help us at some point this year. You know, Eddie, one of the things that in, – and in maybe I'm fraudulent in saying this, but I, I just feel this way. This is sort of my guttural reaction to instances like players like this where he can start at single A, but there's something to me if a guy is playing well, like you said, he had a good uh, offseason, he had a good spring training, he hits the season ground running, and when you're playing well, you're having a lot of confidence, and then you do it the next level. Then you do it the next level – some of the deficiencies, I think, probably can be over, overtaken by just the confidence of playing well. And am I wrong in thinking that?
2: Um, I wish I could tell you from personal experience. Yes.
1: Of that, but I always uh, had a lot know. of confidence. I've never been on much of a role, but when <laughs> I have been on a role, that's I've, I felt no matter who came in my way, I was going to succeed.
0: <laughs> exactly. Uh, I,
2: you know, I, I think you know the, the mental aspect of the game is, is is so huge, and I think you know you get to a point where. Um, you know, baseball is a little bit different than, than basketball or some of the other sports where you, where you can get into the zone and you feel, you know, you're kind of elevated on another level. But, um, uh, I, I think once, you know, you develop that consistency, especially for a young player and you're seeing positive results given with, like, you know, certain routines that you're setting and you're, you're getting the results that you hope for, um, I do think there's a bit of an avalanche, you know, resulting there. And, and um, and, you know, a lot of times there's a... It, you know, a side effect of that is that, you know, you, you find other you find improvements in other areas, you know, whether it's, you know, your walk to strikeout rate or whether it's your you know, you working on your defense or your base running improved. I think that's all just having like a positive mindset um to achieving one goal does have side effects that, that leak into other
1: areas. Yeah, so there you go. I feel a little bit better about my <laughs> my very uninformed opinion. Um you know one of the things one of the biggest things when, when people ask about this move is is I look at it this way, is that offensively it can't get much worse. And and that's not a knock on these other guys because you had a, a decent run lately. But I just feel like that Devers isn't is probably gonna be a little bit of an uptick, even though there might be some holes here and there. It's gonna be defensively. This is where it turned for you guys when all of a sudden you were making the plays at third base. So tell me a little bit about where you feel that Devers is at defensively.
2: I think you know. I was asked about this a couple weeks ago, and and we feel comfortable with him. If we didn't feel comfortable with him, we wouldn't be making this this move. You know, like again, he's shown improvements um, across the board. He's um, even even since we started scouting him. You know, there was we thought he had good feet. His feet were were synced up. He had arm strength. He had an accurate arm. Um, you know, some of the years that he's made this season have been on plays that either some guys don't get to or, you know, it's an off-balance, um, you know, throwing attempt or something like that. So I think um, we don't need him to make the gold glove play. We just need him to make the, the routine play, and we're confident that he's going to be able to do that.
1: Is there, is there one part of his defensive game which was maybe lacking a little bit that he's really improved on?
2: I, for me, for you know, just from what I've seen, was his lateral range. You know, I know he worked on on footwork a lot with Andy Fox, our coordinator, and then and um, with both Fabulous and then Bruce Crabby once he got to Pawtucket for the short time there. But even then, you know, they had they had mentioned that uh, he had made progress in in that area. You know, because as you know, he's a he's a he's a he's a burly built kid, and um, but the fact that he's light on his feet, and I think you know he's worked on the proper foot working started going both ways I think his range has been for me what's what's come along the most
1: now uh, what was when did you talk to him I mean were you, were you the one who talked to him to let him know he was coming up or was no
2: I, I, I did talk to him yesterday and I talked to him uh, this morning at a earlier today a couple times once he, uh, once he arrived in uh, in Seattle. So, yeah, we've been in touch.
1: Well, this uh, we've talked about this before, I mean, maybe with Mankata last year, is that for you, you've seen this guy going back so, so long, and then you've seen the development. You talked to, about like the, the training and doing the Red Sox way and, and seeing this guy grow from the struggles at the beginning of last year and fighting through that, all of that. And then you have that moment, and while you might not have broken the news to him, it must be still pretty cool just talking to him and and hearing. And he's he's a smiley kid, and like you said, that was his nickname, right? Smiley. I just remember that. So uh,
2: yeah, he. Um, you know, it, it's it's a it's a credit to to the to the department. You know, it's a credit to Manny Anita who first found him and was pounding the table from early on into like the Roly Pinos and the Todd Classes who who went in and saw him several times and were really convicted on him and. Um, for our player development staff and Jose Zapata those guys that first started you know with him and you know he's kind of the first case that we've had from um you know from from signing him from scouting him at you know 15 to signing him at 16 and watching him develop and you know now you know he's he's still 20 uh, you know it's it's a it's a very cool moment for for the department and and, you know, hey, I mean, hopefully everything goes well and, and, and he helps us, uh, helps us win. I mean, that's ultimately, like, why we do what we do.
1: Well, you said the first case. Well, how, what do you mean? I mean, you've had other cases of guys you sign, international free agents who you sign – is is this?
2: Uh, I'm just talking about more like the collective group that you know. Oh, I get and, you. Helped him sign, the, you know, sign like a, this group of scouts. I gotcha. Yeah,
1: yeah. So that's that's pretty good. Yeah, and yeah. so I would imagine. So you guys all get in the conference call, you know, and, and raise a glass to yourselves. <laughs>
2: well, I, something
1: like that. Yeah, it's <laughs> sure. much like we do at Wei. <laughs> uh, um, you know, it's I've 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 everyone thrown out theories and. And guesses about what's going to happen. And and so I can't imagine, and this is one thing that's been thrown out there, is that you call him up now because you have, whatever, a week, just over a week before the trade line line, you see what he has, you see what he can do, and then you make the determination whether you have to get back in the market. I, I can't imagine that, like, this seems to be something that you're going to be a little bit patient with. Am, am I wrong?
2: I I just think that you know and, and Dave is probably the best person to answer that question but you know I well, he he's he's we're looking for for a spark and I think you know he's um he's going to do everything that he can to help us win and that and ultimately that's all that we need whether you know uh, a week 10 days two weeks from now um you know I, I don't uh I don't think we're worrying about that we want to see if if Rafi can go in there if he can help us win games and and hopefully he can
1: you know it's uh you know, one of the things about we talk about Bogarts and Mancada, you go back to those teams when they came up, that that they weren't. And Johnny Gomes said this when he was in town the other day. That those Bogey, when he was called up, wasn't leaned on hardly at all. I mean he he started very few games all the way for that last some month and a half. You had a very good team last year. You had you know you still had Ortiz in the middle of the lineup. The perception is that Devers is going to be leaned on a little bit more, but I, from your perspective, I know that you guys are going to be protective of them and you do not by any stretch of the imagination want to say, Hey, there's our cleanup hitter. Go hit some home runs for us. That, uh, that, that he, he must understand this, right? Don't try to do too much. Just because you have a team that's not hitting a lot of home runs. Don't feel like you have to be the, the be all end all.
2: Oh, absolutely. And I'm, and I'm sure, you know, like I, you know, I've, Discuss that with him, and I know our staff will also discuss that with him if they haven't already. You know, he's he's going to be eased in, and um, you know, he's, <laughs> he's we're going to give him every opportunity we can for him to succeed. So that's you know, putting him in the in the best position to be able to do that. So we're not expecting him to go in there and, and be our main producer by any means. I think, um, and I think he understands that that he's here. You know, to 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 complement the team in, in whatever way he needs. And he understands that, and that's one thing about Rafi, is that he's all about the Red Sox and winning. You know, he's a diehard Red Sox fan from when we we were scouting him, and he was always an Ortiz fan. And I think he has a good grasp for just how important winning is to this organization, to this team, to this city. I think he 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 understands that because that was that he was one of those fans.
1: Well, Eddie, congratulations. Congratulations on the T-shirt, and congratulations on getting it or, or being part of the the whole equation of of getting this guy to the major leagues. And
2: thank you. I don't know which one of those is uh, his priority.
1: Well, listen. Next time you, all you have to do is next time you sign a big international free agent, just have them wear an at for T-shirt. Okay, that's it's, it's good for the brand. Um, Eddie, th- thanks so much, man. I appreciate it. All right, thanks for having me. Bye.
0: Both products are available now at Advanced Auto Parts, AutoZone, and select Walmart locations. Visit 303radio.com for more information. Every search you make, every click you take, they'll be watching you. Are you tired of being tracked online? There's a simple solution. DuckDuckGo. It's an all-in-one privacy app with a built-in private search engine, web browser, One-click data clearing, email protection, and more. All for free. Download the app today and get the most comprehensive privacy protection with the push of a button. DuckDuckGo. Privacy simplified. We all remember that one professor. The one everyone on campus had to take no matter what subject they taught because how much fun their class was. What if we told you there was a streaming service that had all those professors? One Day University has every must-have professor from the best colleges all across the country. One Day University, the most fun talks from the most fun professors. Available live and on demand. No homework, just the most fun you'll have while learning. Get a special offer at OneDayU.com slash Odyssey.